Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Cinderella. We saw this production at the Nottingham Playhouse on the 28th of December 2023. This Brothers Grimm fairy tale is brought to life by the writing of Adam Penford. We'll be booing Cinderella's surly sisters Rose and Violet, swooning at Prince Charming, marvelling at the fairy godmother and enjoying an added touch of fabulous glamour and glitz from Nottingham's favourite panto dame John Elkington. So Stephen, what's it all about? Cinderella and her stepsisters are invited to a ball at the palace where the prince hopes to meet his future wife. The stepsisters are jealous of Cinderella's beauty so tear her dress apart before she can attend the ball. A fairy godmother appears and transforms Cinderella's rags into a beautiful gown and glass slippers and a pumpkin into a carriage. Cinderella can attend the ball but must return home before the clock strikes midnight. But first, our post-show opinion! A good old pantomime time. Bright, bold and fun for the family. So with all that said, let's... Set the scene! Set the scene! We have a striking set this time round. It's Don't like we... a little fun fair. Oh, it is. And we have pumpkins and cogs. Yes, you've heard that correctly. Going all the way up one side of the stage, across the top and then back down the other on these sort of side um, things that are backed by a bit of blue or light. And right at the back of the stage, and right at the back of the stage was a big top. Huh? (laughs) A big top. A big top. A big top. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the picture where the there's it's just got the name Cinderella on. Okay. So if I move that along, we have a big top. Oh, look, it's a big top full of circus performing and little shop things or little well, they're not really shops, more like teepees and huts and, and a Punch and Judy show. Yes, and um they've got these um not flat the wings no the sets. What are they called? Tabs. Tabs, full tabs, half tabs, cra- like the arch tabs, the archway, yeah, the arch, arch tabs right. yeah, with, yeah. with cogs and decorative stuff, yeah, layered to give like a to give some depth a, to a, the stage, to a, a traditional um, depth to the stage. <laughs> I mean, one thing I would like you, you to know, say. It's, it's you know when years ago you used to make a, a, a stage in and you'd have like a cardboard box, you'd have the front, yes, and then you'd have the tabs come in, yeah, with Arched ways tabs, yeah. so it it's yeah. it, it's that effect, that traditional effect. Yeah, and each one was it. different, so it it led you right down through the stage rather than it being everything matching and everything. You know, even all the cogs were in different positions, so it felt more like it was a timepiece. It was a whole Cinderella, you know, the, the getting to midnight. Everything started to feel it was all linked to that, you know. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you said that actually, because that's a good way of um, um, connecting everything. Yeah, and also, I mean, I mean, one thing I was a little bit disappointed. Just was, one thing. Just one thing yeah. um, is the fact that there was a Punch and Judy stage on stage, as in the the Punch and Judy stall, but 
they never actually used it, even though it was that level. So they, it was a little disappointing that they didn't have a Punch and Judy in oh, it. Oh, yeah, know maybe, what I mean? maybe, uh, maybe they're not allowed to these days. Well, maybe You're not. not allowed to beat anybody up. But it just felt a little, a little wasted when you've got a little stage that they could have had. They could have had one little moment where they've got the maybe buttons and the dame made us. Oh, made yeah. us characters to put in that to, you yeah. know, if you're going to put it on stage, use yeah. it. They, they, they could have foreshadowed yeah. what was going to yeah. come by and just a, a little moment. A, that a was. I think if you put it on, use it for you know for for. for I effect. always say that when I'm on a date. Well, that's very good it. advice. <laughs> that's silly. I just you just have to be a bit wiser. <laughs> In the words Stop of Emma Bunton. Stop quoting In me. the words of Emma Bunton. Yeah, yeah. Be, a bit, be a little bit wiser. Yeah. Put it on. <coughs> no, let's stop singing. The one we went. And also the uh, Ferris wheel was working. So they had a, a working lit up Ferris wheel that, that's t- turned uh, just to show that we're at a, a fun fair with a circus. Because the great big circus tent at the back Yeah. didn't didn't show enough. It didn't show enough, did it? No, because this is Panto Day and we've got to make sure that <laughs> everything's glitz and glamour. Yes, we, we've got to represent everything. Oh, and the, the carousel went round as well, didn't it? Yes, it did. You know. That's correct. And that was about it for the very first scene. Yeah, everybody was having a good ride, weren't they? Uh, <laughs> behave you. I don't know what seat you were sat on. Well, I got a screaming child next to me, so, you know, that's what I'll see Tyler sat next to. I thought you were the screaming child, right? So, um, so that's set in the scene, and then we went straight into the story, which was uh, obviously it it, sat, it started at the circus, and then it went to uh, the palace gardens, and so on and so forth, and how hard done by Cinderella is, and blah blah blah. You know the story, yeah. And I think yeah, maybe something something you mentioned is why does it start in a, f- a fun fair in a circus? I, I've, yeah. I've been thinking about this before we've since we watched it and I wonder if it was just to lift the production because I've seen another production and I've seen the shots where where basically they've they've put it in a fun fair or whatever at the start where maybe originally it was just in a, a village fate so they've just they've just done it to create add more depth to the start mm. of the panto to make it more but, colourful. But he never went back there, he never did anything no. else either. No. So, so um But then I suppose fairs and Things tore, they they disappear and they don't come back, do they? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It was just it was just maybe that's it's, why they did it. Do all Cinderella start at the? I don't think they else. used to, but I think they do now. I think there's probably a a running theme where they're making it. They've added it in to make it more colourful at the start, rather than it being. Uh, you know what I mean? It's more it, of a. So it was at the circus where uh, Prince Charming meets. Cinderella. It's actually quite a basic start to the fairy tale, so that's probably why this scene's been put in, because the start is really, is big news came to town, it was time for the prince to find a bride, and the king and queen were going to have a ball. So right, it's quite yes. yeah, that's... basic in its... So they've probably... This scene's probably been put in more recently to have an introduction to the dame to the to buttons to mm. to all the characters rather than it just going yeah. straight into the storyline of Cinderella. Yeah. It's probably just to flesh it we out. We never see the the king and queen, no. do we? No, we Either. don't. No, and I think that's that's maybe where do this Do we normally see the king and queen? I think you see them more on, on some pantos. Yeah, yeah, I think we probably might have done way back when, but now I think they've just they've almost 
got rid of the king and queen characters oh. um, just to focus on more of the Cinderella Prince storyline. I suppose that may be why, Maybe. why they've done it. But yeah, that this that explains why we've got this scene rather than as as well as the rest of the story because it's actually quite linear, really. I suppose. Yeah. Well, this is where um, Cinderella meets for the first time, and this since. is where Panto gets involved and just creates like let's just you know add scenes that don't always have to be there. You know. Fair enough. Fairy enough. Fairy enough. No, she wasn't in this. Was she not? She was not. No, no, that's wishy-washy. That's Aladdin. Oh, God. What have I put in that tea? I don't know. It must be like sugar. Must be. I needed some, some energy. Right, so um, so this was written by Adam Penford again, who wrote last year's Dick Whittington. Yep. And how did you feel about the writing for this one this time around? I thought it was good. I mean, I suppose there's only so many times you can write a production about Cinderella or any other panto without it having links to the to every other story in a way. So, you know, maybe... Yeah, because they're all very similar. And yeah. the jokes will be quite similar. Yeah. I found... I, I enjoyed Cinderella, but yeah. not as much in terms of the, the comedy and jokes than I did with Dick Whittington, because I suppose this time around we're comparing this to last year's. Yes, I was well going to as... say, so the Nottingham Playhouse's production of Dick Whittington last year, I agree. I mean, I, th- I felt that was... That hit the, hit the comedy... Elbow right yeah. on the it, it, it hit the funny bone mm. last time. Um, and so, but some of the jokes on in this one, um, felt a little uh, to me like a bit eye rolling or a bit or oh, they missed out jokes that could have been added, yeah. But then the jokes that we did get sometimes got a bit obvious, yeah, of course, yeah. I, 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 it, it did feel a little flatter in response as well. Mm. You know, I think I think that because it's you can be slapstick, but it's also you've got to you've got to make sure that those jokes land, and if they don't, get another one in there. You know, and and I mean, I suppose we we need to say we we didn't watch this in the first week. We watched this sort of midway through its run, so we we've yeah. seen it. We gave it enough time to to it was get some before traction. Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was after Christmas. It was in between, wasn't it? In between. But it started on the first of December, so we gave it. It's had enough time to work on anything that maybe didn't land joke wise. If they wanted to change ah, anything, actually, Do you know what I mean? Actually, take that. We saw this on the matinee. Yeah, and I think we've learned a lesson on when we go and see something because maybe it was because it was the matinee that we weren't all the, pissed the, off. The, yeah, and and it wasn't as funny because it was. Well, it, we're not saying you have to be drunk to enjoy the humor. No. But it adds some kind of audience participation and also the the ambience and, and the um, I, reacting of the audience. Yeah, and I think well, you, you, tend, that, you tend to get really. the age group of, of, of audience in there, which is more likely um, grandparents with children and, and, and certain and probably younger children that go to matinees rather than your sort of mid-range children that will laugh at the slapstick. You've got very young children in there that might may not have you know they just bring their own they laugh at only certain things so they don't selective humor yes <laughs> <laughs> have you I been diagnosed about, uh, have you have you been diagnosed with selective humor yeah anything else you want to discuss about the writing of it i think all characters had enough to say that it was all split up equally again, like last year. And I think this is a good thing about, I suppose, 
Adam's writing, when it comes to pantomime, yeah, he he gives enough for each specific character to say and do. Yeah, and everybody in hit the measure. cliches of of Cinderella as a panto. It was all there, you know. There was all the moments for each of those characters, wasn't there? Mm. You know, you know mm. that you definitely knew who was who, and there was a lot of you know you knew which character was which throughout the production. And I think that was was know. there a witch, witch, witch. Well, yeah, there was a, there was a fairy godmother. Ah, is she a witch? Witch, witch. Now then, can we just say about the directing now? Yeah. This was a directed again by um, Adam Penford. Oh, I do apologise if I said Penfold again. Keep doing this with Adam. I've never met him, but <laughs> it's that name. It's, it's Danger Mask coming down. It's, I think it's because I'm an 80s baby. Na, 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 you know? na, 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 na. That's what it is. I just want to say Penfold. Mm. <laughs> oh, if I had you. a name called Penford, I probably would have to change it to Penfold. Penfold was the best character say. anyway. I mean, it's not a bad thing. You know, well, Penfold. You wouldn't want to look like you, him either. No, it, no but, was a mole but, or something? But yeah, or? yeah, it was a mole, yeah. Oh, you're more in the hole. The voice by David uh, Jacobs. Not Jacobs. Um, You're really good with your names today. Oh, dear David me. Jason. David Jason. Yeah, it's because it started with David. That's why. Jason David. No, not Jason David. Jason Craig David. David. David Craig. What? Who uh, was it? David Jason. David Jason, yeah. No, I still, no, that still started with David. Oh, God. I've lost it. I think there's something in my tea. <laughs> You said it was my no, tea earlier. Danger Mouse was um, narrated by David Jason, not Penfold. That was somebody else. Anyway, we're talking about Cinderella. Get back onto the on the situation. Yeah, come on, here. Stephen. Um, there was a particular scene, um, as they always are in Pantos, where they try and do something and get into a lot of trouble and a lot of mess. Yeah. And this one was quite a highlight was where they started to try and wallpaper, and obviously they were having the wallpaper hanging on the uh, on the ground, stepping on it as they're trying to get Breaking up the steps, on the ladder. You know, and all that kind of capery, um, and then trying to plaster it and un- and hold the paper down, and then it just rolling up. You know, it's that kind of thing, and I think if you see it once, it's funny, but then I'm kind of, kind of used to that now, so it wasn't... Yeah. I, I felt that that was a dip for me yeah. in the matinee where it just didn't pop or it wasn't as funny as what it w- could have been. But what made it funny was the ad-libbing. Well, not really an ad-lib, but it was the fact that in Panto, sometimes they, they add in a bit where things go wrong. Yeah. And this time it was where the Buttons character uh, couldn't open the door to get in. Yeah, we'll get out. So when because the door handle fell off. Yeah, so, so went off stage to come back on another side, and those kind of the planned, but they're meant to look unplanned. Yeah, um, so that whole segment lifted it a bit. Uh, I don't know how you felt about that whole particular scene. Yeah, I think you know personally, I've seen that scene done quite a lot with in in all in pantos of of from way back when in the days of. Um, Brian Connolly doing it, uh, and uh, the Chuckle Brothers, and it, it did lack a little energy because the wallpaper had broke before they'd put it on the wall. It was with those sort of scenes, they're set up to to break down over a longer period, so there's more Laurel and Hardy about it. Whereas this didn't feel like Laurel and Hardy were on mm. stage. It it just it was almost. I feel like it was thrown away. There just wasn't as an up. It, 
There wasn't as much focus paid to it. It felt more of an effort yeah. to watch it. It felt like, oh, we've got to do this scene where we've got to put wallpaper on. We're going to make it funny. But they didn't actually use it to make it funny. I've seen it where it, it really is funny and the wallpaper ends up getting stuck to the person on the wall because they're in the way. Buttons get stuck yeah. to the wall with the wallpaper. Yeah. And it's like, because they do it more than once, so you know it's coming, but they do something different the next time. Yeah. And, and rather than this just felt like, oh, we've painted the wallpaper, we've walked up it and broke it a bit, but we haven't actually elevated mm. it to be silly. And Because the whole point of this is it's got to be silly for the audience and the children to react because they're not looking for the funny jokes. They're actually mm. looking for the silliness and the, the, the fact the that you get slapstick it. and, and the, the foam you get foam on your face or somebody's getting... Because I've seen it where they're painting the, they're painting the wallpaper and they're painting somebody's face at the same time as they're going up, mm. up and down. And it, it it's... It's silly. It's got to be. You've got to almost spend a bit more focus on it. And I think, I think it was did, just thrown away. Did a bit of that. I'm not quite sure if they did did now or not. Well, there was I the just... bit where he put his leg out to put the to hold yeah, the wallpaper yeah, yeah. out and stuff yeah. like that. But I just felt like it was more like we gave up on this version than I've seen before, where there's a lot more time spent to make it silly and funny. It's you know. I think I think the only word to sum up that was the fact that. It was a bit too trying. You could see they tried, but it was it, it just felt a little bit boring. Yeah, yeah, that's it. A bit too much. So it was trying. Yeah, from an audience perspective, yeah. of having to sit through because you 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 know what you. Were Part expecting. of me was a little bit like it was almost like somebody wanted to look off stage and go, "I've I've we've seen change done yet. Shall we? Shall we stop? You know, have have you done what you need to do behind mm. stage? Rather than it being a scene in its whole in its own sense, I felt like mm. it was. A holding place, whereas yeah. it should just be silly. Well, we must remember, this is for the families and the kids. Totally. Who don't come to the theatre or haven't no, seen exactly. that many shows. As yeah, well. I was just so thinking... They'll it, appreciate it could have that been, yeah. and see it and find it hilarious, whereas we've obviously seen it yeah. a bit too many times, maybe. I think from a directing perspective, um, or would I say casting, I think personally there was a little bit of a disconnect where... We've got a great young chorus and, and a group of young dancers involved. Mm. But I just felt like there was a middle bit missing of a few dancers that were more were, were, were adult to mix with the cast. Teenage dancers. Yeah, so of teenage dancers to, to bridge that gap. Because there was times where the big dance numbers just could have done with a little bit extra support mm. with a few more ensemble cast members to be part of it. And I know that's you've got to cast more people, but I just felt like it was it was top and bottom, not there was no middle ground where for me the whole point of Panto is sometimes you break it down where you make these ensemble cast members laugh or you'll you'll play you'll mess you know the dames or or the the characters mess around with the people on stage to try mm. and make it a bit sillier. And I just felt like that was missing in this. Yeah. It's like it's like for me, it's like the young cast then can aspire to these other dancers that are performing as well, and and it doesn't shine away from those young performers. But it just may it would have made it feel a bit fuller for mm. for certain scenes. I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I feel about the whole dance thing, other than I quite enjoyed it. And I don't think I. Um, noticed the difference. No. But I do think I did notice the fact that 
there were segment, separate segments for those dancers. Yeah. Whereas I kind of agree, maybe they could have been incorporated a little bit more. Yeah. Have it a bit more seamlessly. You know, I think it's, it's like, for me, it's like when The Prince came on with Dandini, you'd have expected somebody else maybe holding the slipper on a cushion. And it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's that sort of like the entourage was missing. There were certain scenes where... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It just felt... Oh, there was, there was also a bit where Cinderella was in the box. Yeah. As, as well. And they were trying to... They were taking the the, the shoes off the dames and yeah. going right round and stuff. And I was... just felt like that would have helped just feel the power of, say, a prince having an entourage. I think that was it. It was like, you know, yes, you'd have your, your, your sort of coat. But you had Prince and Dandine, and Dandini was playing the role of prince because yeah. he did a bit of a role swap, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I just... But, mm, I, don't, I don't know on that one. I think maybe because the focus was on the the, the dames yeah. more so um, on that one. Um there was another scene which we probably could talk about in the tech, um, but I'll just discuss it here. On the ending of that one, they had the whole pumpkin carriage, and that was on another sort of a crane which we've seen before where they get in and then yep. it just lifted a little bit. Yeah. The whole, the unicorn, I suppose, yeah. moving its legs. But that felt a little lacklustre. It did. Because it didn't really go anywhere. It just went up a little bit, and then that was it. And yeah, and and not just that, you could actually see the mechanism that was actually operating it, yeah, rather it than didn't really come out. And it no. just like, oh, we're gonna go there, and then she's up, she's yeah. off. But then it's like she's not really moving anywhere because she's now static. And also, it didn't feel like there was enough smoke to hide the mechanics of it, and you could almost see that happening. And for me, that was that was a little bit frustrating but also it, it seemed like we've got to do it but that was it really and you know maybe they all seem to be having these crane things that just lift things up in the air just lately and yeah just... i feel like we're hiring things from companies just to do those scenes rather than being inventive with with it because you can buy those you can hire those from from higher companies so i've seen the same carriage and horse in another production this so if, year if we go to see aladdin yeah. It's going to be the same thing on a carpet. With a carpet, yeah. It is. It and is. Jack of the Bean stalk. Yeah. Are they going to be on some kind of like bean? Well, the, uh, that, the, last, the, the recent version of Jack and the Bean stalk actually did have a, a bean stalk grow up into the into uh, the auditorium, but that was different. But that's, you know, but yeah. I do feel like there's, there's a lot of. It, it's an effect that's becoming too predictable now. Yeah. It's not being as, you know. So so that's that's just that's just my view. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's another scene which was quite good was when they were trying to um, squirt the audience with water. Yeah. And then uh, Violet ended up getting... To wake them up. Yeah, then Violet went to get the hose pipe to get them all out and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, the other other good scene as well was the... um, Was it the bread in the oven? Or was that... that... I don't know about that one, but there was a bit where they had a clock on um, the side and uh, Button said, if anybody goes to press that button... Or whatever, shout out for buttons or something. Yeah, yeah. So that was another like cliche, cliche. Well, it was a, a time thing to keep the audiences involved. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It's oh. not really a technical thing. No, it was the uh, or this the scene where we're um, 
where we were we underwater? Were we in the, no, we were journeying through the haunted forest. Yes. And it was all in UV, and that did feel a little bit lacklustre oh, this time. Yeah, but they always do that, they don't they? Yeah. Unless but, they always do it, because they did that in Dick Whittington as They well. did, yeah. I just think this time it? it was a little bit... It was over before it started, and it was a bit like... Oh, yeah. It, I, I think the only thing I'd say is most of it was fine. It was just the right at the end they they brought up a big spider and and to oh, and, yeah. and, and to spoil spoil the effect of the UV. They didn't turn the UV off before they brought the tab down to hide the spider. Right. So you saw the tab coming down covering the UV spider, whereas they should have just if they'd have switched the UV off, they could have just brought it down and you would have seen it disappear. Oh. Rather than it being like a, a wipe down like mm. hiding there's like an etch sketch blanking out the um <laughs> spider and it was a little bit just I think it was more this this time it more felt like it was a gap filler than actually a, no, a I think journey. It, it is actually intended as a gap filler yeah. journey, isn't it? Though? I think oh, the difference oh. is with Dick Whittington, they went underwater and they were underwater and they were being chased by marine creatures. Yeah, yeah. This just felt a little bit less Yeah. Less journey wise. I mean the other thing I suppose I don't know if you want to talk about it, but it was the um, the haunted forest bit with the log that got thrown on. <laughs> that was funny, um, but yeah, it's been done before. But yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. um, because they had the two dames and they came in like a motorbike and sidecar. Yes, they, they did. Yeah, that was that, that was, was that was good. Yeah, um, but I don't think I have anything else to add add to that other than it was just another one of those. Um, it's behind you. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. And then um, the person who's doing the um, the hunting gets scared when they soon see the actual final dame there. Yeah, yeah. And then exactly. they run off. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole gag with that one. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, we're here, here for, for the, the drama. drama. So let's let's talk about the actors now. So yes, I felt everyone gave. Uh, had had equal measure in terms yeah, of the totally. writing that was distributed. Also, another note, which was very similar to the Theatre Royal Dick Whittington, was the fact that um, where in there the lady playing the, the Queen Rat had two particular roles. This lady here, who played the Fairy Godmother, also played her ladyship, which was Alice Redmond. Yes. She was great. and Yes, yeah, she was. It was one of those characters where... I was thinking they had an extra person playing that extra role. Yeah, and she really grabbed role. on both both of her characters as well. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Uh, she stood out as well for me. Yeah, definitely. As usual, we had um, the uh, Danny Hendricks, um, who was in again as as Buttons. Yep, from the uh, um, Derby Theatre alum, and um, John Elkington again played um, the Rose, and we also have a new. Um, local talent, um, Tom Hopcroft, who yep. played Violet. And yeah, he... so the two sisters were played by you know the the ugly sisters were uh, John and and Tom. So yeah, and Tom's from the local uh, Christian Thomas Company, the dance company, as well. So it's nice to see them using local talent uh, within the um, the Nottingham Playhouse. Yeah, and actually letting them shine as well because I think that was the. the, the the good thing about this, you know, John Elkington's well known for doing being the the dame all the time, but to bring another another dame in because you're having two ugly sisters, 
you need them both to be at the same energy level, and I felt like yeah. these were really, you know. Yeah, and John had worked uh, previously with another dame yes. as, a, as a double act, and since um, and since then has um, teamed up with um, obviously Tom for this one, and it, it worked really well. Mm-hmm. In fact, it you you could even say that um, Tom held his own on stage. Totally, he, yeah. he his character yeah. Violet was just as much. Um, racy and funny as Rose was. And also just as capable as Adlibbing as, as anybody else. You oh, know, there absolutely. was no you know, there was no 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 lag or anything like that. They were just you, as quick it, as each other. It's not as if like he was waiting for John to take the lead either. You know how some not were, at all. you've been here you, you the longest, you know Yeah, you, I'll just I'll, sit back and let you you, you handle you pick this everything one. up. Yeah. You know, you very much like uh, took ownership of that role. Totally. As well, which was just wonderful. And Joelle Hutchinson, she was um, amazing as Cinderella. Yeah, she was really good. Um, uh, she had a singing voice. Did she? She had. A, what, yeah, she did. She yeah. Sa- what, oh God, what did, she, what did she sing? Oh, I don't know, but there was some singing bits involved as well. What's the singing bits? Or am I just? Yeah, there was. Yeah, confused? there was. There was singing bits. Yes, yeah, she was. Um, to, to be fair, they all were even like Liam Marcellino as a prince. He was quite hot. Good and um, Georgia May Price, Dandini, all it was a really good cast, to yeah. Be it was, it was yeah, really yeah, cast. yeah. They all worked well together. Anybody off the other page? No, no, there were covers, no, but they were really well cast. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, What the Tech is This? So, Tech, we've already said about the UV lighting and then the, the bit of um, the Cinderella's carriage, yeah, the Cinderella carriage but um in terms of the whole um stylistic approach with the lighting i thought the backdrop uh, and the side lighting of the actual stage was quite well done yeah you know with the clocks and the, yeah, the pumpkins definitely. walking around yeah the stage like the the um the frame yeah it felt really rich in in, in staging because mm. it didn't feel like it, it felt because you can always have a scene draped at the back that just shows a certain area or this that and the other but to have this rich work on the the archers mm. it, it just it, it made it feel more it elevated it, it a elevated it a lot yeah and it, it was, was almost 3d because fun. there wasn't these these cogs and things weren't just flat on the stage no. there were some of them that were further forward than others so there was you could tell no. there was distance and you know but like when they did dick whittington as well that was a great set as well yeah the, it was. the whole set quality and um stuff to these pantos is always top notch yeah. when it comes to this production company yeah and the led work and the things that they did behind those cogs and things mm. they actually the colors all changed really nicely there was no real technical issues that i noticed there was you know and it felt like you were opening a pop-up book a bit, really. You felt yeah. more like you were watching something that was evolving rather than mm. it just being a static stage that, you know, it felt it felt full of life. And, and their yeah. costumes matched it, so the colour, all everything felt like a storybook, almost. Yeah. Um, anything else on like the, the particular lighting or technical aspect that they used? I think you they, would have noticed it. Well, they the used the projector for the um, clock hands. the clock hands going round on the yeah. stage and stuff like that. And I mean, really, there was a lot. You know, there was a lot of light. I could tell that that they were using a lot of lighting, um, but that just enhanced the color work on stage. Really, you know. But you know, 
technically it was done really well. I mean, sound, sound was fine. I mean, the sound effects were well and, and all mm. those bits that everything was, you know, the cliched sound effects for a panto all happened and all did what they needed mm. to do. So, yeah, it's... Um, I thought that was good. Yeah. Anything else then before we move on? Don't think so. And now it's time for... Rewind Rewatch. I think for me it would have to be anything between Rose and Violet when they're out on the stage. Um, not necessarily... I wouldn't want to see the wallpaper and scene again, but they had a couple of other um, scenes which escaped my memory at the moment. Yeah. Um, but they they did gel together really well and it would be nice to see a little bit of whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. I, I, you know, I, I think with Pantos it's very difficult to, to pick out moments that you'd want to see Again, but yeah, like you say, the for me, the I'd, I'd agree with you on the the ad libbing and the work between um, John and mm. Tom, really. Yeah, because I can't remember if they did one of those song things. I can't remember if they did one of them things where they played song lyrics and then used that as part of um, a dialogue. I can't remember now. No, because they're always quite funny to watch. But other than that, I don't know. Moving on to our final segment, as we say, call this a show. Right then, um, summary then, Richard, for Cinderella. A, a good interpretation of Cinderella and um, really good sets. And, uh, you know, it was definitely a, a, a colourful way to uh, put this production on. Yep, I quite enjoyed it. First time I've actually seen Cinderella as a pantomime and it was all right. I quite enjoyed it, yeah. You shall go to the ball. <laughs> Indeed, I should hope so. Scores and please, Richard, for Cinderella. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the best ball cinders could have been seen at, and 1 being a panto that ought to have gone up in cinders. What's it going to be? Oh, one hit wonder. I'll give this a 7 out of 10. And I'm going to give it a, a 7 out of 10 as well. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause. Or a standing ovation. What will it be? A pleasant applause. And I'm going to give it a pleasant applause as well. So there we are. That's our discussion of Cinderella. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. This Brothers Grim Fairy Tale is brought to life by the writing of Adam Penfold. Is brought to life by the writing of... <laughs> it's because I'm thinking Penfold, Penfold. Danger Mouse. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I do as well. It's Danger Mouse and Penfold. This... this... <laughs>
<laughs> it doesn't look at all like Penfold. It doesn't, no. A fairy godmother appears and transforms Cinderella's rags into a beautiful gown and glass slippers. A fairy godmother appears and transforms Cin... A fairy godmother appears and transforms Cinderella's... Oh, f A fairy godmother's... A fairy... Shut up now. The problem with the fairies. Ella, Ella. So there we are. That's our discussion of Cinderella. Ella, Ella, Ella. We... <laughs> Sorry. It's like there's an echo. Okay. One, two, three. <clears throat> off I've seen. You're just showing off now. Is that your vocal ability? Yeah. To be honest, I can only warble. <laughs> what was that? What? The chip shop? It's in my pocket. Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Pull that out of way. No chips in there. No, there isn't, unfortunately. So, Richard, let's set the scene for Cinderella. Okay. It's actually quite a basic start to the f to the to this fairy tale. Do you want to say that again? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>